I don't want to say we get bogged down, but sometimes it takes a while to get through one chapter in the book of Proverbs, and sometimes we just get a verse or two. Uh, but we got through chapter 21 pretty quick for us, and uh, just a couple of lessons on that. And so we're starting a new chapter tonight, Proverbs chapter 22. And we're going to be looking at, again, there's not too much more far as subject matter that we haven't already covered a few times. But again, we just try to take a different look at it, try to apply it. Uh, in some way, and that's really what the book of Proverbs is all about, is, is taking these truths here. Uh, these, are, these are for living today, amen, some things that we need as believers. And uh, so tonight we're looking at three things of importance concerning man, and uh, we'll kind of take them a passage at a time here in just a moment, and we'll try to get down uh, through several verses tonight as the Lord leads. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this today. I, I know I've said it before, uh, most of you kind of know where I'm at with, with the culture. Uh, I'm, I'm not much for culture, hey man. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of things our, cult, our culture has de-emphasized that God still emphasizes, you know. And that's a problem, you know. When, when God emphasizes something, but the culture says, well, it's not really, you know, that's not the way it is. You know, that's certainly a problem and certainly will bring judgment not only on uh, a person, an individual's life, but even a nation's life. And and uh, folks, you know, we look at America, and, and I know, I know, you know, we worry about China and Russia and those types of things. Uh, but but America will fall because America is going to fall from within. I mean, that's that's the bottom line, um, and it may come through some type of way. But the bottom line is, is the farther we get away from God, uh, uh, it's not good, you know. And uh, so we need to understand some things. You know, uh, you know, the God certainly emphasizes the life of an unborn baby. The world doesn't. You know, God emphasizes the sanctity of the family. That is marriage between a, a male and a female. Uh, society de-emphasizes that. Um, and so, you know, the list goes on there. We could, we could go on and on. Uh, but there's also something else, I think, in a more general sense that I really wanted to look at tonight uh, and kind of just stick with this thought. And that is the important things about, about man, that is mankind, men, women, boys, and girls, about just being a person. In other words, uh, and when I mean a person, I mean a, a, a person that, that's right, a, a good person. You know, uh, I'm talking about reputation, I guess, would be a good word there. You know, there was a time when, when a reputation meant more than it does today. I, I, I believe that, don't you? I think I've shared before, you know, one... One example is, you know, when I was 15, 16 years old, I mean, the worst thing anybody could ever think about me was that I was lazy. I mean, I, I, I would lose sleep if somebody ever thought that I was, I mean, that would be like the most unmanly, worst, I wouldn't want anybody to ever think that I was lazy. And I made it a point to prove that I wasn't. <laughs> and that might have been a little fleshly, but, but my reputation, even as a young man, meant something to me. I don't really see that today. You know, it's like people don't really care what you think, you know, about them. And, and that's not good, certainly not good for America, but also something that a believer uh, ought not to have in their life. And, and although, you know, man may feel, you know, certain things about what being a man, a good man or a good woman is, you know, they may say, well, that isn't really important, your word, uh, you know, working hard, whatever the case is, that's ah, not really important. But when you read the word of God, God says it is, right? 
And, and so again, these are, these are what I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. Uh, in other words, there's things that God believes is, uh, not believes, he says that they are important about man, men, women, and boys and girls tonight. And so that's what we mean, three things of importance concerning man. I probably should say mankind. And uh, so number one, uh, look at, uh, well, I'll read the point, then we'll read the verse. And we have two verses in this one. So we're in Proverbs chapter 22. It's, uh, who and what a man is, and again, when I'm saying man, I, I want to include women too, but I may not say it every time. But who and what man is, is important to God. You know, uh, it, it's important to God how we act tonight. Amen? It's important to God that we be men and women of integrity and honesty. Look at verse 1. Uh, Proverbs 22, verse 1. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches, and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Yet I say to you that for riches, people will put all that aside. Just, you know, they don't care what anybody thinks. They'll do what they need to do. As I mentioned a while ago, there was a time when a good name meant something. Uh, you know, the Bible, uh, there's a great study on names, and, and I haven't really delved into it maybe as much as some have, but, but the, the Bible teaches that names are very important. They, they meant a great deal about things. They said a lot about the person. Uh, even the name of God himself uh, uh, means many different important things when you start studying the different names of God. Uh, things that reveal, in other words, his names uh, reveal different things to God, you know, to us about him. Uh, uh, it declares these different names that you find in the scriptures. Uh, it declares who and what he is. And that's important to understand. And in the same way, certainly not on the level of deity, but in the same way, our name should mean something to people. When somebody speaks your name to another... It, as a Christian tonight, amen, it, it ought to, you know, people say, that's a good man. Now, that's a good woman. That's a fine young man. That's a fine young lady. Amen. I think that's important. Christians ought not ever say, I don't care what anybody thinks. Now, there are certain things that I may feel that way, but in other words, hey, listen, if you don't want to believe the way God feels, I, that, that's not what I'm saying, but we need to care about our reputation tonight, young or old. I think that's important. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And uh, so, so our, when our name is mentioned, it ought to reveal who and what we are. That could be bad or good. Uh, uh, it should reveal, certainly, that we're men and women of, of godly character. And he goes on to say there in verse 2, the rich and poor meet together, and the Lord is the maker of them all. Um, this tells us that every person, no matter their their social, economic uh, background, their race, whatever the case may be, who they are as a person is important to God. Uh, so important. He desires, whether you're poor or rich, He desires that you have a good name. Amen. You can be rich and have a good name, right? On the other hand, you can be poor and have a good name. You can be somewhere in the middle and have a good name. So who and what man is... Uh, that is, to a lost and dying world, is important. Number two, and uh, we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 11 here, underneath this one point, but how a man lives, that is mankind, men, women, boys, and girls, how a man lives is important. Amen. You know, verse 3, let's look at, we'll take these one at, one at a time. Verse 3 shows how man lives is important. It says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil, in other words, somebody that's using a little wisdom and hideth himself. In other words, he stays away from it. 
but the simple pass on and are punished. And we've talked, there's some similar verses there in the book of Proverbs. We've broken that verse down quite a bit a couple times. And I think we understand tonight that a wise person, you know, we say this throughout this study, but I say it a lot, that we need to see things tonight through the filter of Scripture. Amen. Every choice we make in life, no matter how insignificant it means, if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you, you, the red you know, sirens ought to go off. <laughs> Amen. And so we want, to make, we want to make decisions that are filtered with Scripture. In other words, we make scriptural decisions from a scriptural view. And so, you know, here's the way, and I, there may be some people that disagree with this, maybe even some better men of God than I am, but, but I, I believe that, that our first reaction to something that is unknown ought to be leeriness. In other words, if I see something, and as a pastor, I'm often confronted with things. I mean, people just invent new ways to come up with things, you know, that challenge the, the Bible. And, and, and my point is, if it's something that I don't know, if it's something that God hasn't given me a vision or given me something from the Word of God that says yes or no, I'm just kind of from the leery side. I, no, I just, you know what, until God shows me something on that, I'm just going to stay away from it, Amen. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. That's just the way I am. And, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I know I'm kind of a, a narrow-minded preacher sometimes. You know, there's, I mean, it seems like I'm against everything, but, but uh, uh, I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just the way I am. But the Bible does make it clear that we have an enemy out there, 2 Peter 5, 8, I believe, that wants to devour us and our family. And uh, so we're to stay alert for danger, and avoid it. Amen. On the other hand, those who don't take this seriously, uh, they turn a blind eye. The Lord says they're simple. I mean, that's just being foolish. Um, and certainly they'll pay a price for it. How a man lives is important. Verse 4, look at verse 4. By humility and the fear... Uh, I appreciate the new Bible, but my pages are still sticking together. And uh, so let's see here. Start all over again. It says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And uh, so certainly uh, uh, verse 5 is showing us, uh, I'm sorry, verse uh, 4 is showing us how a man lives is important. And what this is talking about is, is we cannot be, you can't be wise and proud. They don't go together. Um, you can't be wise and bitter. They don't go together. You can't be wise and unforgiving. They don't go together. You see what I'm saying? And uh, in other words, if you're proud, you're not wise. If you're bitter, you're not wise. If you're unforgiving, you're not wise. One preacher said this. He said, the three foundations of wisdom are humility, trust in the Lord, and fear of the Lord. He's right. Humility, trust in the Lord, fear of the Lord. And these will result in a life, certainly, that God rewards greatly. Uh, you know, the world isn't going to think much of it, but God will bless you for that. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Thorns and snares are in the ways of the froward. Froward means uh, crooked or perverse. He that doth his soul, I'm sorry, he that doth keep his soul shall be far from them. Again, we have a contrast there uh, from what is right and what is, or what is wrong and then what is right. But certainly shows how a man lives important. Very simply, we have to keep ourselves off the path of the wicked. We've talked about that a great deal. Oftentimes we talk about how young people need to be careful who they hang around with. Last week we talked about how old people need to do the same thing. Amen? 
you know, what we watch. We've got to watch that ear gate and that eye gate, right? Because when you do, you'll avoid, it talks about thorns and snares. What that's talked about, when you keep yourselves off the path of the wicked, you'll avoid pain. Amen. <laughs> you know, everybody in here that's lived uh, for any time at all knows what we're talking about here, right? You know, there's a lot of pain. We don't do things the way we should be. There's always circumstances coming to our life unpleasant. Hey, listen, you know, we all want to, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but if we think tonight, especially, especially if you're a child of God, if you think you can live an un unbiblical and rebellious life without suffering for it, you, you don't understand some things, amen? Because God will chasten those whom he loves. Verse 6, look at verse 6. Train up a child the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, this verse, I think, is misunderstood quite a great deal, but certainly shows how a man lives is important. Um, I, I almost, this is a verse that I believe is true. It's a good verse that people need to get a hold of, but I have heard a lot of people's feelings explaining what this really says. And, uh, you know, folks, here, here's the thing. You know, let, let me say this. I remember the first time I heard this, I was slightly offended by it. And uh, didn't really like it. But over the years, I, I believe it to be true. But it's been said that children are a parent's report card. Mm. And that stings. It stings me anyway, a little bit. Um, what verse 6 is saying is you raise them godly, meaning by example, they'll turn out godly. Um, actually, the word... Uh, it says, when he is old, that phrase there comes from the word that we would use today is then. So train up a child the way he should go. Then when he is old, he'll not depart from it. Amen. Hey, I love it when somebody gets away from God and they come back to God. Praise the Lord. We think of the prodigal son. Amen. That's, that's wonderful. But the Bible here, this is a promise. If you train up a child the way he should go, when he's old, he's not going to get away from it. Amen. Um, I, I haven't done that perfectly. Amen. So that, that, that stings me as much as it might sting anybody in here. And uh, so, listen, we raise them godly. Uh, they'll turn out godly. Raise them. You know, if we raise them with exposure to the ways of this world, uh, that, that hurts them. So I tell you, folks, how we live is important. Amen. Look at verse 7. Verse 7. The rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. We've talked about debt. Uh, a lot of believers find themselves being unfaithful to the house of God simply because of a debt issue. They have to work. And they forgot that God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things should be added unto you. They want to get all the things added unto them, then seek ye first the kingdom of God, and that don't work. And uh, so an unbiblical approach to debt certainly will affect the way we live, and sometimes... Uh, uh, you know, church attendance, marriages, relationships, you know, uh, uh, health issues, anxiety, all these things come from those types of things when we don't have a biblical approach to debt. Overspending can mean a lot of things. Like I said, working on Sundays or even Wednesday evenings, whatever the case may be, uh, and overspending, again, uh, being less faithful to giving, tithe, missions uh, giving, those types of things. And so certainly, uh, uh, that would certainly be important how we live. Amen? Look at verse 8. He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. Um, this is a, another verse that can make, make us squirm a little bit. 
certainly the first part of the verse, we know we reap what we sow, right? That's the law. Uh, when we live a godless life, our, our power of influence diminishes. We lose power, look at that second part of the verse, over our areas of rule, including family. Uh, those who are rebellious to the Lord themselves, they'll have no power to correct their rebellious children. That's the picture that's being painted there. You know, uh, we see it all the time. Uh, uh, moms and dads that in and out of jail themselves, fighting the law all the time, and then they throw their hands up and wonder why their children are doing the same thing. Listen, you lose your power to, of influence when, when you're rebellious yourself. And it doesn't only hurt you, but it hurts your family. Amen. People need to understand that. Again, these all show how important a man or a woman lives. Listen, it's important. Look at verse 9. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. Let's talk about people who give. Um, certainly that's the way we live. That's important. Being a generous giver will bless your life. We've talked about that. No reason to tarry on that tonight. We know we can never outgive God. Amen. We can't ever do that. He'll always re reward you above what you give. Praise the Lord. Verse 10, cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. I know I'm going kind of fast here, but we got a little bit of a late start. But, you know, we've talked about this, who we allow to influence us. That's important. Who our friends are is important. Who we're around. Listen, you know, we talked about that. It rubs off on you, right? Uh, there are certain types of people that we need to avoid, especially younger folks. Uh, we want to win all people to Jesus, but not to the point where it takes me away from the Lord. Amen. That's so important to understand. And uh, so again, these are uh, things, you know, uh, there, listen, you know, if there's people out there that seem to bring out the worst in you, you need to avoid them. It's real simple. Those, in, it talk, in, in this case, it's a scorner. Uh, those that cause contentions. And the Bible literally says, put them out the door. Get on out of here. <laughs> Amen. When you do, it says, when, listen, when, when you get the problem out the door, the problem is out the door. <laughs> Amen. Doesn't take a rocket science to figure that out. And so again, how we live is important. Verse 11, and we'll switch gears here a little bit. Look at verse 11. It says, he that loveth pureness of heart... Uh, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend. Seems like almost every lesson we always get down to our words, don't we? Our speech, our vocabulary, what we say. And again, we have another example of that. Again, the words that come out of our mouth is a great indicator of how we live. It shows what's really in our heart. Um, we Again, dealing with our speech, our lips there mentioned. Basically saying if your heart is right, in other words, that's what pure means. If your heart is right, then your speech will be gracious and right. And, of course, we have to look at the other side of that. If your speech isn't gracious and right, it's because there's things in your heart that aren't right. You know, um, a lot of times we'll say we need to watch our mouth, and certainly that's true. But really, we need to watch our heart. If our heart's right, then the speech will be right. Right? Isn't that what God teaches Amen. And this, uh, this also meaning here, it talks about a king. This means that uh, people have respect. You have respect from others. 
a lot of times people just run their mouth maybe trying to get attention wanting people to like them and all they're doing is making people not like them um, and, and, and again you, you need to be careful with your speech it, it reveals a lot about you and you can get respect from others people will feel comfortable to confide in you here it's talking about even a king will have respect to you because of the, the, the pureness of your mouth but if you have a mouth that's filled with bitterness and mockery and hatefulness and backbiting and bragging and, you know, or, or complaining, listen, you just lose respect from other people when you do that. Amen. So verses 3 through 11, they show us several different examples. I know I went kind of fast there of why it's important how we live tonight. And uh, so, so who and what man is is important to God. As we look there at point number one, your name ought to mean something to you. And certainly how we live is important, as we've seen many examples. And then finally, number three, uh, who a man knows is important. We talked a little bit about this already, but we're going to finish this up. We're going to look at verses 12 through 16. I'm going to go ahead and read them and just kind of hit on them here a little bit. But notice verse 12. Verse 12. We're going to read on down to verse 16. We'll be done for the night. It says, the eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, and he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. You know, all these people that get up and badmouth God, <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. Verse 13, the slothful man saith, there is a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. You know, we've talked about slothfulness, laziness, um, slumberness. You know, it's amazing what people could come up with as to why they don't want to go do something, you know. Well, if I go out there, something might get me. Verse 14, the mouth of a strange woman, that would be an immoral woman, is a deep pit. He that is abhorred, abhorred of the Lord shall fall therein. You know, the first uh, seven chapters of Proverbs, you know, covers that a lot. We talked a lot about that. Um, certainly that's a, a dangerous thing. Uh, verse 16, he that oppresseth the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the rich shall surely come to want. That is those that take advantage of the poor for gain. And then uh, uh, when you give to the rich, in other words, we're talking about bribery, and you know, you, you give to me, I give to you, and it's all about making money. Certainly that's something we see today. God's not pleased with that. And so we stop there. And so verse 12, you know, the, the thing here to see is, I'm not going to break these verses down because we've talked about these in detail a couple times. But, but these are the types of people that God opposes. And again, now the world lifts these things up. You know, a young man, maybe a young woman that's, you know, uh, has an entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, wants to get out there and gain and get ahead in business. They're going to be told, you know, go for the juggler. Uh, bend the rules. Get by with what you can. Don't ever say what you mean or mean what you say. You know, it's all a big game. But I want to tell you something. God's not pleased with that. Amen. And we don't, those are types of people that God opposes. You know, verse 12, that's the deceiver, the transgressor. In other words, he stands against truth. Certainly God doesn't bless laziness, amen? He hates that. Um, the, verse 14 there, an immoral woman. Uh, certainly God doesn't like any type of immorality. That's an example of one, but he doesn't like any type of immorality, amen? Verse 15, I do want to hit that again. Uh, I don't think I read it, as a matter of fact. But foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. You know, uh, uh, that's talking about a spoiled child, amen? Hey, we, do, we don't, we don't want to raise our kids the way the world says to raise them. I mean, how's that working out for us? Amen? 
So these are things that we need to stay away from. And then, of course, verse 16 there, the oppressor you know, of the poor, a briber of people, those types of things. What I'm saying is tonight as we kind of gather all those little things up there, these are unwise uh, worldly philosophies. These are unwise people even. And we want to stay away from those things. These are not people or ideas that we look up to. They're foolish in the eyes of God. They're disobedient. Uh, they'll not have the blessings of God on their life. They might make it you know, rich and have things, but, but, but they won't have the blessings of God in their life. They continue on that, they'll pay a heavy price for it. These are the type of people, they have, they, they have no value in their walk with God. And that's sad. I say again, who a man or a woman is is important tonight. Who you are tonight is important. Your reputation. You know... I, I, if I could just, you know, there's things that I would really love to set down. And any young people, but my heart is for young men. And one thing, if I ever get the chance to set, there's lots of things I kind of have my little list that I kind of have the talk with young men when given the chance. But one thing that I always try to tell them is, is look, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but it only takes a few seconds to destroy it. Amen. Hey, listen, it's important. That's not just for you, that's for all of us tonight. Hey, listen, it's important. In other words, uh, who we are is important. You know, what type of people we associate with, all those things, it's important to God because there's a lost and dying world that's out there. Now, God's name is to be exalted above all else. That, we know that tonight. I, I, know, I know probably all of us know that tonight. God's name is exalted above all else. And if we belong to God, we have to protect our name. In other words, who and what we are. We are to glorify God. Glorify just simply means make look good. Your life is to make God look good. Amen. And I fall way short of that. But that's what God would have us to do. When it comes to his claim on us, claim on us that is, it matters. Hey, listen, it matters what others think. Amen. And we need to protect that. So who a man knows is certainly important. How a man lives is important as well. It's important to God. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I forgot.